0: Hi, I'm Emma.
1: And I'm Maddie.
0: And this is the Content Creatives Podcast. Our mission is to empower creatives to discover, grow, and own their brand. Today, we'll be sharing a few tips on navigating networking events as an introvert and an extrovert. But before we get started, let's do a question of the day. Question of the day. Okay, you don't have to use (laughs) that. The jingle comes back. (laughs) The jingle has returned. (laughs) I'm like, who could we hire to get to get, us, to get someone to do a jingle for us. Maybe Sam will do it. Oh,
1: Sam should do a jingle. <laughs> he, would be, he would hate it. Okay. <laughs> would Just kidding, Sam.
0: You don't have to do it. He
1: has to do a jingle. He already had to come in here and solve our podcast problems. We couldn't figure out why Emma's mic wasn't recording. And
0: I didn't push on. But it wasn't
1: on. Surprise. So <laughs> nice. All right, guys.
0: So the question of the day is, what is one of your favorite movies? Ooh. Do you want me to go? You go. Okay, guys. One of my favorite movies is mean girls
1: that's a good one it's a
0: classic movie um i don't know why i just love it so much i could watch it when i'm doing the laundry i could watch it when i'm feeling sick
1: you really can't go wrong with mean girls and there's such a good movie and there's
0: so many great quotes from it you know i just yeah mean girls is just one of my favorite
1: movies mean girls is the best (laughs) i love mean girls there's so many yeah so many amazing quotes we should do a Mean Girls photo shoot. Oh, we
0: should. Let's do it. For like
1: Halloween next year or How something. How cute would that be? I'm looking at Emma really wide I know. Right we're now. doing this it. needs to happen. Let's do it. Oh my gosh. Okay, so we're doing a Mean Girls photo shoot. Yes. I don't think we're going to want to do an inspired photo shoot for my movie. that would be kind of weird. What's your movie? Uh, the Princess Bride.
0: <laughs> I didn't know that was one of your favorite movies. I love
1: that movie. It was my favorite when I was little too because they have um, the DVD cover that I had had princess bride written on it and like this cool script but if you flipped it upside down it still read the princess bride and I thought that was like the coolest thing ever and that's probably like 80% why it's my favorite that's so funny I love that movie
0: I do I remember watching that movie but I can't like recall the specific details you know
1: yeah yeah I think I just watched it so many times again solely because of the font (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that I thought it was so cool. Yeah. I, yeah, I just love that movie. It's so, like, it's just so fun. I don't know. There's nothing, like, really that I can call out about it that I love, I guess. It's probably just more like memory
0: Yes, no, I get that. Fun times. Sweet. I love that movie. All right, guys. So you will have to let us know on Instagram what one of your favorite movies is, but we're going to go ahead and jump into. How to Navigate Networking Events as an Introvert Versus an Extrovert.
1: Yes. So this weekend, Emma and I attended the Create Cultivate LA conference, and we flew down Friday night after work and attended the conference from 8 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. Um, it was very exhausting, but we got to see some really cool speakers and panelists. Um, one of my favorites, and I think, Emma, you would agree with me, was Anthony from Queer Eye.
0: Yeah. He walked past us right by us with an entourage of a dozen people. I almost cried. And I stopped. And what? I was like, "Oh my
1: god, it's Anthony." She it's was Antony. like, "Anthony!" Well, and we were like we were just about to head to his his panel or speaker or thing or whatever, and Emma was like, "It's Anthony." And I was like, "Yeah, it's Anthony. We're going there. Like it's going to be so fun." She was like, "No, no, Maddie. It's Anthony. <laughs> like he's right there." And I was like, what I was <laughs> so excited. And really like freaked out.
0: Yeah, I really liked his panel. I thought he was totally himself.
1: I dang near freaked out because a lot of his like self-care tips he was like do this I was like I'm doing that I was so proud of myself after that like he uses headspace too which is one of my favorite apps to use for like mindfulness meditation I always use it on my walk homes when I've had a stressful day he was like guys use headspace like try to set aside time in the mornings for this this and this and I was freaking out I was like this is literally like Anthony like I feel you I'm like Anthony he was really good he was really good
0: and we also got to see other panelists like Jessica. Al- Alba, Lauren Conrad, Eva Mendes, um, who else was? Oh, Chriselle, Chriselle ooh, Lim. Chriselle is so good. Oh my gosh, she—they all. She also stopped with the panelists to take a few photos, and I couldn't even utter any words. I was just like starstruck.
1: I took lots of videos of people taking pictures with her. <laughs> yes, we
0: were there from afar. <laughs>
1: Creepers, and then ooh, Adrian Bailon or Bailon.
0: I think that's how you say it.
1: She cried. was really good. She was so good. She was so like just powerful. I don't know. Like a lot of the stuff that she had to say, like it was just so like passionate and she was so excited about like, she, it was just everything she had to say was so powerful, I guess is the only way I know how to phrase Agreed. it. Agreed. And yeah. like
0: one thing she said that really stuck with me were when, cause she was talking about how she's the first Latino woman to win, like, an Emmy for a daytime talk show yeah. in the U.S. And she was like, no, I cannot be the first Latina woman. There's all these other Latina women. They're like, no, 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 not for this category, though. Yeah. And so she was like, wait, me? I'm the first? It's like, part of me is super excited. But at the same time, it's like, wait, it's 2020. Like, yeah. now is the time. I think she won it, like, 2013. May, I think or it 2013. was. 2013, yeah. Well, but,
1: and wasn't it? I think it was It was her first time. Like, she was the first Latina like talk show host i don't think it was just oh my em- god winning an emmy See, i think she was guys- the first latina which is insanity to me. insanity <laughs> yeah. how so
0: it was like a really it, i mean she was part of it was like she was excited to have won the award but at the same time she was like also blown away and just aghast at that she was yeah this was just like happening now um but she did say that like because that was for the inclusion inclusivity panel mm-hmm. um she was saying like at least she knows that other you know latina young like young latina girls will be able to look at her and be like okay i know one person can do it i I know i could do this too so i really appreciated that about her
1: yeah she her her everything she had to say in her panel was awesome i mean all the other panelists were really great too i really i took so that was probably the panel that I took the most notes at, honestly. They had so many powerful, like, amazing things to say. They also
0: had um, Nima Tang. I think that Tang is her last name, but um, she is a beauty blogger who went viral a couple years ago when she was testing out the Kim Kardashian beauty launch. Um, She was trying out their darkest shades, and it went, oh my gosh, I hope you guys have seen this video and you haven't seen it on YouTube. You have to look it up. Um, She puts on the darkest shades, and it's, like, five six shades lighter and she just looks at the camera and she goes this is not gonna work for me yeah. and she went I mean she had been making videos prior to that but th- I feel like that was the video that really like went viral and um, she called out really not I don't maybe that's not the right word but she did bring attention to the beauty industry um, about how especially foundations and different skin tones like how that needs to be more inclusive yeah um, especially for like darker tones Um, It's just and I know it's getting better, but um, I thought she did a really great job saying, hey, we need to not just do foundations for, you know, other skin tones. We also need to do concealer and, you know bronzer and x and Be y actually and Z. inclusive yeah. instead
1: of just saying like oh you need this okay i guess we'll like we'll, like you're basically going viral complaining that we don't have something so fine we'll give it and yeah. then forgetting about all the other products that, that she women also needs, needs yeah that color need, and yeah then deciding no it's fine we'll just we'll we'll meet you at what you're demanding but not go any further than yeah
0: that. so i really liked what she she had to say at the panel
1: yeah, that panel was really powerful. There were so many amazing lessons learned. And actually one of the one of the panels someone posed a really great question, which got Emma and I talking. And I mean, we've we've talked many, many hours, <laughs> but this was um, actually kind of a funny question because it brought up something about myself that Emma didn't know about I have no me. No idea. Um and it actually is kind of what sparked the idea to have this specific podcast, like topic. Um, and the question was how to navigate social media as an introvert. And I am very much an introvert. <laughs>
0: and I literally learned this like while we were listening to the panel. I did not know Maddie was yeah. An introvert. Maybe because I'm we're really comfortable and we just chat, chat, chat the whole yeah. time, you know? And I yeah, anyway, so we were sitting there and I was like, wow, this would be a really interesting topic to cover. Like we're both navigating, create and cultivate together but
1: in totally different ways and completely
0: yeah and yeah. I was like me as an extrovert I feel like a butterfly like
1: I was like panicking and- the entire <laughs> <No. time. laughs> in a good way it was like a lot of really great you know like lessons that I learned and so many amazing takeaways and I would do it in a heartbeat but I think it was really navigating events as an introvert is so different than navigating them as an extrovert. And it, and the look on Emma's face when I like turned to her, I was like, oh, my God, that's so true. And she was like, wait, what? <laughs> so you're, you're an introvert. I was like, yes. <laughs> Panic. <laughs> it's
0: fine. So today we want to help you navigate your next networking event, regardless of whether you're introvert or an extrovert. We'll be sharing six tips today, um, along with a few Other tips that we dive into in stories, um, because networking is a big part of building your brand. Yeah, huge. And connections and community can help you navigate the industry you're in and also help you find opportunities. Yeah. And so before we jump into the tips, I did want to share a story of when networking has helped me um, just with my blog and with my Instagram. I want to hear. Yeah. And then Maddie will also share a story about how networking has helped her. So for me specifically, a couple years ago, um, I teamed up with my friend, Rebecca, who at the time was working for Nordstrom. Um, she was doing a project for the Nordstrom blog, and she asked me to model for it, which I was super excited about.
1: Ooh, Emma's a model. Oh
0: my gosh. I, I wish I'm only like 5'1", five five tall. so... You're
1: still a model. What are you <laughs> Thanks, talking friend. about? Thanks, friend. Um, so we were
0: doing like a summer styles project photo shoot was like end of the summer and then we shot at Discovery Park. Ooh, I, love Discovery Park. I know it's a, such a great photo spot um, and that's when I met my photographer friend Sam Fu who was hired to do the photo shoot and so that's the first time we had worked together, shot together. Um, Rubik and Sam are friends and so um, I was excited to meet him in person and then that was the shoot went well, the post went live and I mean, for the most part, like, I hadn't really worked with Sam since then, but yeah. this past year, Sam actually reached out and said, hey, are you free, you know, ever this coming weekend? Um, I have a friend who's looking for influencers to work with for an event. Um, I just wanted to see if I could pass your information along. So cool. Which was awesome. I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, thanks, Sam. Yeah, of course. Like, I'm free this weekend. Like, let me know what it is. And his friend reaches out, and it's actually to attend the MLS Cup.
1: <laughs> so crazy you guys I have season tickets and I saw Emma going and I was like "That is so cool
0: that was crazy to me I know and so I was so excited I mean that those are honestly probably the best seats we were pretty much on the field we were on the I was like those are uh, the
1: seats it was
0: insane and so again like had I not met Sam at that photo shoot a couple years ago and like you know, made a good connection, like introduced myself, like, you know, we've just like been really friendly and I've stayed connected with him on social media. I mean, I would not have been able to go to the MLS Cup and then see the Seattle Sounders win, which was crazy. It was so
1: cool. I was there too, but in absolute nosebleed seats (laughs) and we still had the best time. It was great. That was a great game. It was such a good Oh, my gosh, you guys, if you're not into soccer, what are you doing? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I grew up playing soccer, so I can say that.
0: (laughs) But Seattle's like a big soccer city, I feel like. And so I didn't grow up playing soccer, but all my friends did. And so I can follow the game. But yeah, that's that's probably like one I mean, that wasn't even, like, at an event. It was literally just, like, at a photo shoot, so.
1: Yeah, well, and that's so cool. I mean, seriously, networking at pretty much any event that you're going to is so important. Like, work events, like, even blogger events where you're – especially blogger events. Actually, one of of my favorite networking stories probably um, was – and this is the – prime example of me being an introvert um, and I guess I'll tell the story from the beginning but I had a brand reach out to me about this really cool event they were putting on and I wanted to go so badly it sounded so cool it was a day in Seattle where they were taking us to all these cool fun spots and absolutely I wanted to go I said yes in a heartbeat I love the events but they then said I asked if I could bring a plus one which I always do and my plus one is always Sam and I'll always say like, can I bring my photographer? Because je- it's nice to have someone who knows how to take your photos and how you like your photos taken, but also who like is your comfort because <laughs> he's my fiance and you know, I just feel comfortable around him. And they said, no, they said, no, Yeah. I couldn't bring a plus one because they were bringing a photographer of their own. So I wouldn't need to. And I went into ultimate panic mode. Like, this was so scary for me because I was like, I've never been to an event by myself. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Like, I'm not going to know how to talk to any of these people. I'm just going to be awkwardly in the corner and it's going to be really, really uncomfortable. And I was, I, up to the day of the event, I was debating canceling and Sam was like, no, Maddie, you have to go. Come on. Like, this is going to be such a cool event for you. You're going to meet so many cool people. He was literally hyping me up in the car as he drove me there while I panicked and We got out and, of course, we arrived at the coffee shop that we started at and I was super awkward. I literally just, like, stood to myself, kind of was, like, on my phone a little bit. I was like, then I realized I really needed to put myself out of my comfort zone a little bit so I kind of complimented the girl next to me and we started talking and then she had to go to the bathroom so then I went back on my phone um but then throughout the course of the day everyone was so friendly I just kept pushing myself to open up and talk to everyone and I made so many amazing friends there and people that I still know today who I've I guess I've, I've they've you know done blogger closet events with me and they've done you know our podcast launch party that we just had they all came and supported us and it's just you really can build a great community around networking and all these people all message if I have questions mm-hmm. we'll talk about maybe throwing blogger events together um, and really it helps not just grow your brand but also grow your circle and grow an amount of people that you can feel comfortable talking to about this thing that you're doing like the blogging is in you know Instagram or whatever you're choosing to do, having a network of similar people, similar like-minded people is so helpful. It's when
0: in navigating the space, I mean, yeah. we always like go to each other and we will ask each other like, how is working with this brand? Oh, how is this brand pricing? Does this brand pay? Does this brand not? If mm-hmm. they don't pay, do you still think it's worth it to work with you know what I mean? You like have to have At least, you know, a few solid connections I feel like in the community to just like help navigate the space because you don't have to be all alone in an island, you know?
1: No, it makes a huge difference having people to go to. Like, I remember when I first started this versus now, I was so confused at every turn. I thought I was so alone whenever I was really down on how my post was performing or, you know, getting overwhelmed and trying to balance everything. Like, I felt so alone and having people to turn to and ask questions about. And yeah, like ask questions about like working with different brands. is so, so instrumental to how my mental health today, honestly, because having someone that you can talk to about something that you're passionate about helps so much.
0: It's true. All right, guys. So whether you're heading to a blogger brunch a conference or gearing up to attend a happy hour networking event We hope that these following tips will help you. So we're gonna go ahead and dive into the six tips to help you navigate your networking event as an introvert or an extrovert
1: yes so tip number one would be to set a purpose or intention before the event very very important because these events can be scary um i personally never go to an event without an intention because i want to know that there's something that i'm getting out of the event you know you want to go in with a purpose and basically understand what your goals are there otherwise you can feel a little bit lost i think you'll you'll always have an intention but it's really just recognizing it and writing it down so you feel more intentioned as you go into these events so that when you go to a panel or you listen to someone speak or if you're networking with someone and trying to talk to them, that can kind of help navigate your conversation if you just have in the back of your mind your intention and you always go back to that. Um, Sometimes I go to an an event with the intention to connect with a brand or to meet new people. You can also go with the intention of putting yourself out of your comfort zone or I want to meet more creative people or I want to spread the word about my business, make a career change, see what's possible. Um, And then that way. Also, if people ask you what brought you here today, you'll have an answer for them. You'll know exactly what to say.
0: Yeah, and like at the Create and Cultivate conference, as we were just like chatting with different people, I like actually met another Boeing employee, which is
1: crazy. Wait, when did
0: that happen? She was the first girl we met.
1: Oh, that at the table. I know she
0: was really sweet, and I was like, "Oh, hey, like, what brought you here today?" She's like, "Oh, I actually work for Boeing, but I wanted to come here today to see how they do events and like how they organize." The flow and the logistics and this, this, and this. She's like, I actually work because she works down at the Seal Beach office, like Mm. also in events. And I was like, wow, that's like a completely different purpose, yeah, on why she's here today, like versus us, yeah. But like, still here to learn just like a different facet of create and cultivate. That's so cool, crazy
1: to learn something a little bit different, a little bit new. She has just a different intention going into things, and she's gonna take a lot of different points out of it. Like she probably wouldn't have written down the same things I wrote down when listening to those panelists and but that gives you a really great talking point too when you're talking with her and being able to ask more about that intention seeing a little bit more about why that brought her here what gets her excited and then you can build a genuine connection when you're talking with someone about those kinds of things yeah
0: all right guys and then tip number two is to establish your elevator pitch So when you are at a networking event like Create and Cultivate, introductions happen over and over again. And it can be really scary to introduce yourself, especially if it's like one of your first networking events ever. Mm -hmm. You're probably feeling really nervous. Like your heart rate might be elevated. My heart rate's
1: elevated just talking about it.
0: (laughs) You might be (laughs) sweaty.
1: Me right now. But what will
0: help is if you prepare an elevator pitch. Mm -hmm. So if you've never heard of what an elevator pitch is, we actually learned this in sales. Yes. Yeah. In the sales program back at UW. They probably
1: reiterated it in like every single class. Yeah. I
0: feel like they did. Mm -hmm. But it's, it was a really good, I think, takeaway, not just for bus- like business and work, but just in life in general. Because yeah. you continue to network even outside of business. And so um, anyways, an elevator pitch is a 30-second synopsis of who you are and what you do. And then I remember in sales class, um, we were taught to imagine that you might meet someone important in an elevator one day and you might only have the 20 or 30 seconds to introduce yourself which is the length of an elevator
1: ride so it's like what are you gonna say what are you gonna do how are you gonna present yourself
0: like what if you met the CEO of your company and you had like a specific idea that you think could make it better like would you be prepared you know in those 20 to 30 seconds yeah I don't know if I would guys but I know
1: (laughs) I'm like trying to think I don't don't know know if I would no but if it was about blogging or Instagram (laughs) I got you then we got that (laughs) Yeah. yeah
0: and so um just an example elevator pitch when Maddie and I were going around and meeting the different brands that were sponsoring the event um we'd introduce ourselves and I'd you know, would be say, hey, I'm Emma and this is Maddie. We're both Seattle bloggers who recently launched the Content Creatives podcast and we hope to inspire other creatives to discover, grow and own their brand. Um, so our mission statement's um, a part of that. And that's one of the things that your elevator pitch should include. You should include your name, what you do. And in business school, we call it the unique selling proposition, the USP.
1: Oh, yeah. Or you
0: just call it your mission statement or the purpose of like what your business and your brand is about.
1: Yeah, and it's honestly so important, even if you think that you know what it is, because I know what our mission is. We worked on that together, and that was something that we were both really excited about, but when I honestly, this is something that I was very ill-prepared for. I was not thinking of, you know, what elevator pitch I was going to give to people when he talked about the Content Creatives podcast, and I remember I turned to someone, I was like, yeah, we have a podcast or whatever. She was like, oh, cool, what's it about? And I froze. (laughs) So it's like, even if you feel like you know yourself, and even if you feel like you do know your brand practice in an elevator pitch like just a 20 to 30 second elevator pitch that's all you really have to memorize it's okay if it comes across as rehearsed it should be it's your elevator pitch because I remember I just turned to Emma and Emma was the one who jumped in and was like oh we both really recently launched the content creators podcast we help others to inspire create you know grow and I was like ah (laughs) just standing there frozen because I was not prepared at all and especially as an introvert I think you tend to get panicked in those situations and it is really overwhelming. So go in with that confidence that you know what your elevator pitch is and you know what you're going to say. So then you don't have to be nervous.
0: Yeah. So again, don't be afraid to practice. Don't be afraid to time yourself because you also don't want to be talking for three whole minutes, you know. Um, And then when you are practicing with friends and family, don't be afraid to ask for feedback because you do want it to be short, sweet, and concise, but still communicate who you are and what you do.
1: And speaking of asking for feedback, we actually have our Facebook page which we've mentioned to you guys before, but if you go on Facebook and look up the Content Creatives Podcast group, we highly recommend that you guys join that because we're starting a community of creatives where you can actually ask not just others, you know, not just us for feedback, but ask your fellow creatives. Obviously, we're a part of that group now, so we would love to have you. Um if you guys post your elevator pitch on there, we would love to read it, love to give you some feedback. So So just feel free to join the group. Um, It is like a request and answer a few questions and then we'll go ahead and add you. But we'd love to have you on there. We'd love to hear your elevator pitches and we'll give you guys some feedback. So another tip that we have for you guys is to have some get to know you questions ready in your back pocket. As an introvert, especially, this is very, very important. Kind of like I mentioned previously, if you don't have your elevator pitch down and memorized, it can be really hard to just think of off the top of your head, right? And I mean, you can think of it similar to you're going into an interview. I mean, I, I wouldn't Necessarily pose it like that in your head so that you don't get stressed out. Like (laughs) these people aren't judging you, these people are here to help grow you and your network. But, you know, similarly to an interview, you do have to go in prepared with a list of questions because you want to be prepared, you want to be engaged, you want to have all these questions that they can answer for you so that not only do they get impressed with the fact that you are so curious, but you also get to learn a lot about the company or the person that you're speaking with. So it's really important to have those questions. And if you have them prepared in advance, again, it's very, very helpful to reduce stress of not knowing what to say.
0: Yeah. And a few of my go to questions that I at least brought to Create and Cultivate um, and I would just kind of rotate those questions depending on who was I meeting and how the flow of the conversation was going. Um, So like, what do you do for your work? What brought you or inspired you to get into that type of work? How long have you been in that industry or doing your job? Are you local to the area or did you travel out of town like me? Um, So honestly, like my goal for small talk is to get to people to talk about themselves. Yeah. Um, It helps remove the focus from you and the pressure. Thank goodness. I know, (laughs) especially if like talking about yourself just doesn't like feel as comfortable. It's usually like having the other person, just like getting, getting them to talk about themselves and their passions and you know, what city they're from. Like that helps Yeah, like break the tension and helps like with the small talk.
1: Yeah. And I mean, they talked about this in our sales classes a lot too, but not in like a vain way, but people love to talk about themselves. I mean, maybe it is a little bit (laughs) vain, but it's so true. It's just human nature. We love to talk about ourselves. I mean, how many times have I talked about myself on this podcast? Like people love to talk about themselves. And so if you're asking those questions, they'll get engaged and they'll leave with a positive, um, kind of like a positive memory of your guys' interaction together. And that can be really helpful for networking down the line. Plus, if you're, you know, paying attention with what their answers are, then you have some really great talking points to bring back when you talk with them later or when, you know, you want to connect on something or a specific event or something like that.
0: And then on the flip side of preparing with these questions, as an extrovert, I find it really easy to just like go on and on about, What I'm passionate about, again, like people like to talk about themselves and once I start talking about content and blogging and Pinterest tips, like I just start to go on and on. But when I have these questions like ready and I want to know and I want to use them and like use that to engage, I remember... It's like my mental check to be like, "All right, Emma, like be quiet. Like, we're at a networking <laughs> event. We need to let the other person talk. Like, we're here to learn about someone else. Like, if they have a question about what you do, they'll ask." And so, it's funny that like on the flip side, like yeah. I have questions ready so I remember to like be, like sh- shut up and like let the other person talk.
1: Yeah. Isn't that funny? It's so interesting. Well, and sometimes I will say, sometimes I just go off and start talking about myself, but Oftentimes that's because I'm in panic mode and because I haven't prepared those questions. Because I would much rather not be talking about myself, I would much rather push it off because I know I'm going to say something stupid if I'm anxious and just rambling on, Which. Every single time I walk away from an event, and I'm like, that was really dumb. I shouldn't have said that. It's because I had no questions prepared, and I just rambled on talking about myself. And that is my anxiety brain. And she is – she's a funny one. But literally, like, I'll go on and on if I don't have things prepared. So I think on the introverted side, it's really important to have those prepared so that you feel confident going into those conversations and so that you can engage the other person rather than, you know, just getting really nervous because I know how stressful that can be. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so our next tip is to dress to impress. And I'm a really big believer that if you look good, you feel good. And so if you're heading to a professional event, um, you'll probably want to look professional. Yeah. I feel like at Create and Cultivate, it was really a mix yeah. of like people being more casual and then people feel re- being really dressed up. But I think in like that type of event, that's totally fine yeah. to do because it's, it's All meant for creators, creative, yes, slash yeah. creative minds, yeah, yeah. And so, like, pretty much anything went. But for professional events, you definitely do want to be mindful if it's like business casual or business formal. Um, and no matter what you're wearing, I always recommend wearing comfortable shoes because if your so shoes, important. I know if your shoes are uncomfortable, then I'm just like uncomfortable the whole.
1: then you're miserable and you can like you can tell like it'll start to show in your face like I this summer this summer oh my goodness this weekend it felt like summer because we were in California it did um but we were walking along on the beach which is what made me think of summer and those do you remember those shoes I was wearing like the look on my face I was getting in a bad mood (laughs) because we were trying to like shuffle around I was trying to put like a happy face on and it was hard my shoes like hurt me so bad I had I got blisters I had to put band-aids on my feet
0: but yeah so make sure even if they're stylish like, just make sure you wear comfortable shoes. Mm-hmm. And so, I did want to share a few tips for dressing. Um, so, we already talked about the shoes. Like, don't wear an uncomfortable pair of heels. Like, for me, if you do want to wear heels, I tend to wear like low heels. Like, I know people, yeah. some people don't really like kitten heels, but block heels are much more comfortable than a stiletto a stiletto heel yeah. and so that's one thing um another tip for dressing formal um business formal or for pre- professional events is to wear a third piece
1: Fancy. I know so I
0: actually learned this um during my second internship at Boeing they had the interns take a business etiquette course Ooh. I know I was like I think like a couple days long where we like learned how to eat properly quote-unquote what like what we're supposed to wear like how we're supposed to greet people it was really interesting yeah really, i like,
1: how you like eat
0: yeah like the utensils you're supposed to use on oh a, my gosh like you're supposed to like start on the outside and work your way in and then like what the dessert spoon and fork are... anyways what my family did not have an etiquette court like no, no one took an etiquette course no. i mean it was just like that summer they like wanted the sales and marketing interns i wasn't in sales and marketing but i was lumped into that group um they wanted us to do an etiquette course course so this is how these are like where my tips come from for like what to wear to like a professional event and so a third piece um what that is is base is either like a blazer or a cardigan to finish your outfit because typically you have a top or a bottom which is and then your bottom could be a skirt or pants and then the third piece right is like another layer that you put on Um, And a third piece can help add formality and affirm authority. And so one thing that I thought was really interesting and I remember learning was the more structured a third piece or outfit is, the more formal you come across and the more authority like you're trying to communicate like with what you're wearing.
1: That's so interesting. So if you like
0: think of like high power, like business women and men or like politics right like people are really wearing structured clothing yeah and like they're in blazers and that sort of thing and ties and so all that structure like your clothes do communicate like communicate before you even say something yeah and so that's like if you want if you're going into a business formal or business casual event just like being mindful of that and then the less structured a third piece is or an outfit is the less formal you're trying to come across so um, an example of a third piece where, like, something softer would be, like, a cardigan. Yeah. Um. And, again, like, uh, at least, like, what I like where, when I go to events and conferences, like, I do, like, wearing a blazer jacket, like, versus a cardigan. Yeah. Because you can always take it off. Yeah, but, but then, it's
1: just a nice kind of structured piece to have.
0: Yeah. And then, like, if, I don't know, like, at work events and stuff, like, if there's a VP in the room or if there's, I don't know, some president coming in, then at least you're a little bit more prepared and polished. Yeah. And then at work, they always say, like, it's better to be overdressed than underdressed. Always. So that's just, like, something to be mindful of. Um, and then also, this is just, like, a little side note, but, like, again, if you're going to a networking event or some sort of, like, business type of event, colors also communicate power and formality. And at least this is what I learned in my etiquette course. If you're, like... I guess depending on like your position, if you're trying to get up to the next p- p- position or maybe you're trying to like work to some sort of like management or promotion, wearing darker colors like navy or dark purple mm. or black or things like that, like help kind of denote that power and formality. Yeah. Whereas like softer colors, um, I don't know, you never really see people like wear yellow or orange in, like a, business in a business thing, thing yeah. you know, at least like in my company like i would say our culture is like very like very standard on like blues like Mm. blues like a really standard color to wear um but anyway so that's just a thought like you don't have to follow that obviously like again at create and cultivate like that event
1: off the table off the table (laughs) (laughs) table. like yeah
0: people are wearing all the different we're both wearing pink and florals and we're totally (laughs) fine so just just read read the room like read like try to see like what the attire is ahead of time um that'll help alleviate stress alleviate stress I feel
1: like yeah coming from an introvert I seriously like I was looking at the create cultivate page For I don't know how long, like looking at the things that they were tagged in on Instagram. That's one big way that I prepare for an event is to look at the Instagram of the place or event that you're going to. And I will just look at what kinds of outfits people are wearing. So then that way, the outfit that I'm wearing, I can come confident because again, just bringing in that confidence in every level you can bringing in confidence by feeling prepared with your questions, by having your elevator pitch and by having an outfit can seriously elevate the way that you're feeling and you can just walk into a room feeling a lot more powerful than you would. Um, Especially as an introvert, you can go in and it can be really freaking scary. But just feeling like you know what you're doing when you walk in the room is really, really important. And I know outfits can be really expensive too there are other options i i use rent the runway i don't know I, I think that's a really great way to get mm. like a really strong piece without spending a lot of money amazon and
0: also like if you are looking for women's like business wear i highly recommend thrifting be- yeah because women okay american women i can't remember the stats specifically a piece of clothing in an american woman's like wardrobe maybe last two seasons yeah before we donate it or hit. Hand- hand it over to someone else or whatever that may be hopefully you're donating and like not throwing away the piece and so women also take care of their clothes yeah for
1: the most part I would say except for me with my stained sweater that I'm wearing right now (laughs) but for like business
0: clothes I would say like for the most part like women do a really good job like taking care of the business clothes just because you want it to last and like you use it for specific events and so like thrifting blouses, bl- oversized blazers, even yeah. slacks. Like, I to this day, like, I still thrift my business clothes. Like, I still buy, like, I'll go to like Banana Republic or Loft or whatever, but like, I'm not afraid to like go to Value Village and like yeah. find a pair of slacks because it's always like worked out for me. And so, again, if you are on a budget and you're like trying to get a new outfit for, an event or that maybe don't be afraid to thrift yeah
1: I actually bought my first power suit from value village I didn't know that I did it was for my first big interview and I didn't know what to wear and all the business clothes were so expensive it was like my first big girl job like I didn't I didn't have anything to wear. And of course, it was my first big girl job, so I didn't have any money. <laughs> so I went to Value Village, and that's where I got my first power suit. I tried it on the other day for a business conference, and it didn't fit. But <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> it fit me originally, so I'm going to have to donate it back. But Value, Gel- Value Village gets it right back. All right, so tip number 5 is to come prepared with business cards, a notebook and pen, and some branded swag, which I am all about. My very first big girl job was all about swag. We literally helped people make custom shirts and swag. That's literally like that was my elevator pitch. I will help you make some pretty dang cool there's other words I could use there, but I'm, I'm filtering. But shirts and swag, we make the best shirts and swag. And so the idea that I had right before Create Cultivate was to get some business cards printed and some tote bags for the Content Creatives podcast. And we actually brought the pen and notebooks as well to take notes during the panel. Um, the reason that I chose tote bags actually was because, fun fact, that is one of the highest uh, converting promo products that you can buy, especially at events, because though, like people, I mean, if you're doing giveaways, like you should always give away a tote bag, especially at conferences, because I mean, there was some tote bags that I think two different brands were giving away tote bags. Everyone grabbed them Mm -hmm. because they're getting so many free things at this event. So you need some way to carry it. Not many people were prepared. So they all grabbed the totes and we all had the totes. It's literally like a walking billboard. It just... Everyone uses them whether it be for groceries, whether it be for carrying things around. People honestly do not love really, a tote bag, right? People I love don't it. really get rid of it. as if it's a good quality tote bag, they don't really get rid of it. I have so many tote bags that I keep just for groceries mm-hmm. and whatever moving. It was super helpful for. Yeah. So I highly recommend tote bags if you're going to do, you know, some printed custom swag. Um we kind of walked around and that's also helpful as an introvert too, so you get the maximum amount of exposure for your brand without having to talk to anyone yeah and then like
0: on the extrovert side like I had people stopping me and they're like hey where'd you get your tote bag and I like remember looking at this girl I was like girl we made it it's for our podcast
1: <laughs> we made it ourselves
0: I know and so basically like I use that as a conversation starter um so like on the flip end it's like yeah. if you do come with your own branded swag it's kind of a fun way to like start a conversation like lead into it um at least that's what ended up working out for yeah. us um, and then one tip I did want to share, at least with the business cards, is if you're not sure how to wrap up of a conversation, use the business card to your advantage.
1: So easy. I did this probably every single. If you got a business card, it's probably because I'm just introverted and I didn't know what to say and I was panicking. So <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> That's why I w- was. I not the first. I had the business cards ready at every conversation. Yes. I was like, let's go.
0: I know, and I was like, wait, I don't have. Oh. A business card like i was like still chatting i was like oh but we gotta wrap this up and then oh, I had it ready. maddie was ready <laughs> and so basically if you are wrapping up chatting with someone and you want to end the conversation but you want to connect with them further you can always say hey so and so like thanks so much for chatting with me today i'd love to get your business card before i go so we can stay connected like may you please let me know if you'd like to exchange business cards and then you exchange business cards and then you say see you later Bye and bye. then you have your card.
1: Yeah. And then it's super helpful too because, again, networking, you have their contact information. You can reach out. It's always super helpful to have that on hand.
0: Yes. And then our sixth and final tip is to genuinely listen and take an interest in others. Yes. Yes. So if you are heading to networking events soon, you're probably also taking the time to learn something new. Mm -hmm. And this is especially like important for my other extroverts out there is to practice active listening. (laughs) So what that means is that you're staying focused on like what the other person is saying. And you're like not thinking about the thing you're going to say next to them. Like you're actually like taking the time, like, listening, staying focused on what they're saying. And then once they're done, like taking the time to ask questions, like not interrupting them and then like keeping an open mind, like not jumping to judgment or conclusions. Um, I feel like as an extrovert, I get like really excited with people and then (laughs) I, I and then I just like want to jump in and I know like jumping in can also be rude. Like that Mm -hmm. is rude, you know? And so, just like practicing like the active listening and like coming in with the intention that like okay i'm gonna totally let this person you know let them let them talk like i want to learn what they have to say what they do and then just keeping in mind like yeah please don't like don't interrupt emma like let her let her finish you know
1: yeah And from an introvert's perspective actually i love practicing active listening because sometimes when i am trying to speak to someone and i'm trying to you know basically understand where they're coming from actually have a genuine conversation i can get so in my own head panicking like what i'm gonna say next because i'm so nervous that i'm not active listening one of my biggest Problems that I have when I'm networking is I get so nervous when I introduce myself to someone that I never remember their name. Ever. Mm ever like mm-hmm. that is one of my big 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 things like I I just don't remember their name because I'm so focused on what I'm gonna say next because I'm like I in my head I'm like laying out ahead of time what I'm gonna say so practicing active listening can be very helpful because then you leave the conversation actually feeling like you gained something and then you have something to say without having to panic <laughs> about what you're having to say like if someone says something you can repeat it back to them and say I really like that you said that this 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 That's really like interesting to me I'd love to learn more about that and again it just goes back to encouraging people to talk about themselves and it's a really great subject to be on because who doesn't like talking about themselves
0: I like loved how you brought up not remembering someone's name I feel like that's something that is absolutely something that happens to everyone yeah and like my tip if you have a hard time remembering people's name so tip number one is if they say their name repeat it back to them be like hi Matt oh Maddie oh well Maddie it's so nice to meet you mm. and so when you say their name out loud that like gives you a chance to kind of quickly digest their name yeah another tip I have is if their name is like Kenny or something I don't know Kenny's like a very random thing love it I try to remember a Kenny I, m- I know in my life oh. and so then that's like a memory association thing like that actually helps with memory is associating something with something that you're already familiar with yeah and so I don't know hopefully you know you probably know a Stephanie or a Debbie or whoever and when someone with that name introduces themselves to you I like try to like quickly remember like oh wait who, who do I know with this name and I picture that
1: person oh that's so I remember smart. their name that's super smart
0: and if that is not helpful my third tip if you need You've to remember someone's tips, name girl. I know I try Try really hard yeah. to remember people's names. Good for you. But if I don't remember their names, I'm always like, I'm so sorry. I know what you majored in in college. I know <laughs> you took a gap year.
1: I know everything I know about everything you. I know where you live. You. I know you <laughs> <I'm laughs>
0: It's like, I promise I was listening. I'm so sorry. I, I forget. So, like, I try to remember these things. So, the third tip if you don't remember their name is when you're ending the conversation, you say, Hey, it was so nice to meet you. I'm so sorry. I like had a great conversation. With you like could you please remind me your name one more time before you go that's smart because people like you're meeting probably like a dozen people that day like especially yeah. if you're doing a conference like no one is going to be like i can't believe you don't remember. how dare but, you how dare you yeah no like i'm the 12th person you met you mean you can't repeat my name back to me you know what I mean so oh my
1: gosh those are all so smart I love those (laughs) so
0: hopefully that helps we should have included like that whole section but now you're getting it at the end so
1: I love that just a few tips
0: on like remembering someone's name I've
1: literally beforehand I've taken the Michael Scott approach I don't know if you've seen this episode of the office but in order to remember something he'll make an acronym for it
0: Oh, that's great, though. And no,
1: it's so bad. Like, I'll think of, like, the weirdest thing. Like, the reason I remember the first, like, six presidents is because I came up with the acronym wagmag. Oh, my gosh. And so to this day. <laughs> <laughs> but it works. It works. That's the way I remember it. So if you need an acronym, I'll, like, think of their name. And I'll think, like, oh, Sam S. And, like, I guess that's not really an acronym because I won't, like, come up with S-A-M. I won't come up with that acronym. But I'll think, like, S. Okay, S. S. What's, like, an important thing, like, with S? Oh, cell phone oh my gosh no (laughs) my brain is not like oh my gosh s uh selfie like and then i'll just think like oh sam selfie i'm gonna take a selfie with sam and i that's word association but i can't remember there's a specific word for that Mm -hmm. but
0: i can't remember yeah it's like another memory thing so yeah if you guys have any tips on how to also help people like remember names at events? Like, feel free to share that with us. Share
1: them in the Facebook group. Yeah, go in the, the Facebook group and group. Let us
0: know. But yeah, so
1: this wraps up
0: our six tips to help you navigate networking events as an introvert or an extrovert. But let, before we close out, let's run through the list one more time. So, tip number one is to set a purpose or intention before the event. Tip number two is to establish your elevator pitch. Remember, it just needs to be 20 to 30 seconds and don't be afraid to practice. Tip number three is have a few get-to-know-you questions ready in your back pocket. Again, helpful for both introverts and extroverts. Tip number four is to dress to impress. Tip number five is to come prepared with business cards, a notebook and pen to take notes and branded swag. And then tip number six is to genuinely listen and take an interest in others.
1: And then we also have a bonus tip for you guys. So if you're just starting with going to networking events, we highly recommend bringing a friend. And coming from an introvert, this is very important. I remember we were talking, Emma and I were talking about the Create Cultivate conference, and you were starting to talk about something, and I tend to try to finish people's sentences when I think they I know what they're talking about. It's just like the competitive mindset in me. I'm like, yes, I'm like, I know, I already know. And so she was saying something and about the event, and I was like, yeah, like such a great she said something about such a great idea, and I jump in, yeah, such a great idea to bring a friend. I don't know if I could do it without a friend. And she's like oh, well, no, no, like I meant this and I was like, oh, because it's really, I I don't, especially me, I'm still like fairly new to this. Like when I went to my, like by myself to that other brand event that I talked about at the very beginning, it was very nerve wracking for me and I tended to focus on that for the first half of the event. But if you're able to bring a friend, it's so nice to just kind of have someone to turn to that can also push your boundaries I will say if you have an extroverted friend bring them because it was so helpful having Emma there like she was the one who went up to people and was like hey like I'm Emma like this is Maddie and I just jump in and it was way more of an organic way to jump into a conversation rather than me like panic hiding in the corner staying on my phone
0: (laughs) yes so bring a friend if you can but yeah it's actually funny did you know that I went to New York Fashion Week my
1: very first time by myself you told me that and I don't know how you did Isn't that. that kind of I I oh. But nope. that's
0: like the extrovert in me was like, I'm just going to make friends.
1: Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> that was absolutely not me. I would have been like, I'm staying home. I'll go to like the I'll go to the like events, but I wouldn't have talked to anyone. I would have gone to the fashion shows and just gone straight home. No, you know what? I would have brought Sam and then he wouldn't have been able to get in. And so then I just wouldn't have ended up going. And then it would have been a New York vacation for Sam and I. <laughs> well,
0: will have to do like tips on navigating like fashion because that's like a whole nother level
1: whole other thing you know but yeah. yeah anyways
0: guys um so thank you guys so much for listening to this week's podcast we hope that we hope that the bonus tip helped you guys so again if you have a friend that you can tag team with like bring them along um we'd love to hear if you have any additional tips on networking events as an introvert or an extrovert and we'd love to connect with you on instagram at content creatives podcast our new facebook group Woo! yeah join i'd love to see join. you guys there.
1: i know so excited we're
0: excited um also connect with us on our personal instagrams at emma's edition at mad cray and then let us know what you thought of this week's episode and share one of your favorite movies with us let us know i want to know all right see you next time